Welcome to More Than a Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW's production of Roundpeg, where we believe that marketing strategy should be in plain English. This is Lorraine Ball. This is Allison Carter. Lorraine, I'm so sorry I was running late. With everything else going on, I forgot that we had a podcast to record today. Really? You know, it's so easy for those little things to fall through the cracks. It is easy for the little things to fall through the cracks, but it, the truth is, it's the little things that really make a difference in terms of moving your business and marketing forward. It doesn't always seem that way when you're up to your eyeballs and client work, but you've always got to find time to pay to your own marketing, and sometimes that means only a few minutes a day or a week. That, and that really is the subject of today's conversation. What we're going to talk about are some of the little things that you can do and you can get every member of your team involved in doing that can have huge payoffs for your brand. One of the biggest things that business owners neglect but is so simple to do is keeping their email list updated. You're talking to customers all the time. You're talking to prospects. You probably have those email addresses in your Outlook or in the Outlook account of one of your employees. Creating a consolidated list and updating that list every month, whether you use a CRM system or something else, to pull those together is absolutely critical. It is. Now, some people are always confused, you know, whose email address can I capture, whose can I not? A general rule of thumb is if you've quoted them something or had another purchasing type of transaction, you can opt them in. Otherwise, they need to opt in by saying, yes, I want to receive your newsletter, etc. But if you have written them a quote or if you have, uh, have done business with them, that is an assumed business relationship and you may send to them provided you have all the proper opt-out tools on marketing emails. And of course, we're making the assumption that you're already sending an email newsletter once a month or once a quarter or once a week depending on the rhythm of your business. And people people sometimes do that. They know the big things that they need to be doing, but taking the time to fine tune those little details that are going to make the email newsletter, for instance, pay off the most, they just seem like a bridge too far. And so as a result, they don't get all they could out of their newsletters. And a great example, uh, I'm gonna give you two examples. One, I was talking to a client that owns a heating and air conditioning house business. He has one monster list of emails. And so I was talking to him yesterday and I said, well, you need to be promoting your fall or your heating season tuna. Well, he says, well, but if it goes to my maintenance customers, it should say this. And if it goes to everybody else, I want to offer a discount. I said, great. Well, let's split the list and we'll send two different emails. And it's as simple as changing out one paragraph if you know who goes in which bucket. Right, and so, you know, that's one of the things people sometimes come into this at the middle, they don't have things pre-sorted. But, you know, honestly, it takes just a couple seconds, you know, do two spreadsheets on the same spreadsheet and just flip between the sheets, and then you don't even have to open up a new document to make these changes. That, or just have an extra column that says these people go in this category, these people go in that category. Yeah, that's true, but you can't like upload that in bulk. Well, I guess you could sort yes, that you out. Can. On you, can, you, can, you could filter and then upload it in bulk off the filters. Absolutely. I mean, the trick is you've got to have the email list. The other thing, we were talking to another company 
we want them to actively go after endorsements on Yelp and on reviews. Plus, I'm sorry, uh, just to re clarify. reviews. And the easiest way to do this is simply pull a list of every new customer they worked with in the last 30 days and send them an email. The email is ready. All we need are the the email campaign is ready. We just need the addresses. Yeah, and you know, and, and talking to them, it really would be a matter of a couple of extra minutes to make this happen. And doing so could vastly improve their search engine optimization. We know that Yelp is tremendous. Their home services company, we know that Yelp is tremendously influential in helping people choose their home services company. And all of this with five minutes a month from them. Okay, so let's move from five minutes a month to a few minutes a day. What are the things that companies can do in a few minutes a day that will dramatically improve their business? Well, it's not going to have it's not going to perhaps be dramatic or overnight, but one thing people should be doing, and as much as it pains me to say, you should be sharing links to your website on Google Plus. Um, Google Plus is not a social network. People are not average people, are not chit-chatting. I hear some people out there picking up their pitchforks. By and large, your average Joe on the street is not on Google+, or if they are, they don't know about it. They're just connected through their Google Gmail account. But Google... Google is, is reading Google+. Google is reading Google+, and they are the brains both behind, and the brawn, and the muscle, and the money, both behind your email, your search engine, and this community that they're trying to foster. And so they pay attention to reviews and comments and notes that talk about businesses. So one thing that you can do once you've got those updates on Google Plus regularly, have your employees go out and plus one those pages and certainly ask customers to do the same. Why is this important? Google counts every plus one as essentially, think of it as a thumbs up. Someone said, this page is all right. I like this page. This has good information. It answered my questions, or they did good work for me. And so essentially, you're indicating then to Google and to your direct community that this is something of value. This is something more people should be seeing, which can then pump you up the ratings and help you get found more easily. And it works both with people that know you and people that don't. Um, when I do a search, when I log into Google, I will see things that people I know have endorsed. If it happens to be something I'm looking for and there are three companies listed and one of them has a thumbs up from someone I know, I'm going to check out that company. I may even call that person or send them a brief note and say, hey, it looks like you like Joe's Heating and Air. Tell me about Oh, it's funny here at Round Peg. I've actually, when I post on Google Plus every day, I actually have started G-chatting the link to all of my coworkers because that was the actually Tamara started doing it while I was on vacation. And when I got back, I was like, "Hey guys, you didn't plus one it, even though I told you about it." And they're like, "Well, Tamara sent us the link." So now I send them the link every day, and as irritating as it can be, it gets done. So. If there's one person in charge of making the updates, they should also just be in charge of reminding everybody else to like it, to share it, to comment. Mm -hmm. You work for a company. Mm -hmm. Your mortgage, your car payment, and your lifestyle are tied to the success of that organization. Mm -hmm. And so it is not unrealistic as a business owner 
for me to ask my employees to thumbs up on Google and on Facebook. Yeah, I think Facebook for me is a little bit different because many people do have a stronger network there. I don't, uh, I don't, and I don't ask as kind of the social media point person here, I guess. I don't know what you call it. Um, I don't, we don't all like everything that it posts every day. We certainly don't share every post. That would get pretty irritating. You don't need to share every post because people should be liking the page for itself. But by occasionally liking and sharing things, you're helping that word spread. So this doesn't always have to be an everyday thing. You don't want to annoy people. Absolutely not. But if you have five or six employees and Again, because there's more interaction and conversation on Facebook anyway, and people are there more regularly, um, the, the rhythm is different. But if once every other week or once a week people have an opportunity to thumb up, like, share, comment on one thing, even if they do it just once a week on mm -hmm. Facebook, and if you have multiple people in the company, um, eventually that's going to kind of grow and expand out beyond the half a dozen people that are inside your building. So what are some of the barriers to doing these small things? I think the, there are a couple of barriers. I think the first thing is most employers don't really know how easy it is. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people are confused about how G Plus works. If you own a business, number one, you need to get, get, get online figure it out, and then take 30 minutes and talk to your employees. Um, you probably have staff meetings and you probably spend hours talking about whether you're going to have Diet Coke or Diet Dr. Pepper in your company refrigerator. Take about 15 minutes out of one staff meeting and talk about one social network and show people how their participation there can, can impact it. And even more generally than just the social network stuff, the number one kind of impediment to change of any kind, even something as minor as putting names in a different spreadsheet. I had a conversation about this with a client this morning. Well, this is the way we've always done it. You know, in this case, it was this very convoluted, well, this person hands me the folder, and then I take the folder, and I write down the name, and then I give the folder to this person, but I don't write down your names because you don't give me the folder. You put your thing in the box, so I don't get your folder. And it's like, we could cut out five steps of this process, and with all the time that you would save, you would have plenty of time. So some of it is not a marketing issue at all. Many of these, the roots of these problems are deeply rooted in your processes and your operations. When I was at Carrier, we used to do a demonstration that was a lot of fun. We would take five people and put them out in the hallway, and we would tell everybody else what the joke was. And then we bring the five people back one at a time and we would tell each person that their job was the most important job in this process. And all they were told was what their job was. And the first person had to sit there with a stopwatch and tell people when to go. And the second person had to pick up a golf ball, a ping pong ball with a tongue and drop it in a box that had a hole in the bottom, so half the balls fell out on the floor through the hole. And the third person had to pick the balls up, but they were wearing glasses where they really couldn't see, because they, they were covered in black, where they couldn't see the balls, and they were feeling around in the box to get them, to load them in a cart, and then the last person was a customer who wanted the a box 
one in a box of six mm -hmm. balls, half of them had to be yellow and half of them had to be white. Mm -hmm. But nobody else knew that all the way through. And so if the box wasn't set up correctly, she would dump them on the floor. Yep. Each person believed they were the most important step in the process. Nobody would step back, and it is human nature. People won't step back and look at the big picture and go, you know what? Why don't we put the customer right next to the balls and let them fill their own bucket? And, and then you're like, well, these three people will be out of a job. Well, yeah, but then we can have them do other things. Mm -hmm. Organizations and processes grow up over time around the skill sets or the interests of employees over technology that existed and has changed. I think that really the message about doing these little things, it doesn't have to do with why Facebook matters or why G Plus matters. Every business has those little things you know you should be doing, but for many reasons you don't. And what I would challenge you to do today is sit down and think, why? If you've asked your employees to do it before and they're not, see what the issue is. Do they not perceive it as important? Do they feel that no one's checking up on them? Do they simply not like doing it? Are they not bought into the process? What is the hang up that's keeping them from doing what you've asked? And as a business owner, and you know, confession time, I'm gonna fess up. I'm great at developing processes and I am terrible at sticking to them. Yes. I, I, um, I'm off chasing the next squirrel. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard for me to do the same thing over and over again. And so what I have found is I rely on other people mm -hmm. who will keep me on track and keep the organization on track if we commit to a process. As a business owner, if you say this is important, whatever this is, you better be prepared to play too. Let me give you the flip side of that though. You know, you say I rely on other people to keep me on track. You can do that when you're the boss. When, every, when it's everyone's job to help you, you can do that. When you are a, a subordinate of whatever stripe, even if you're direct, you know, a direct management under the head honcho, you don't necessarily have that luxury. And sometimes bosses, not you, of course, yeah. but bosses have a difficult time. They make everything seem like the highest screaming priority. Or, alternately... Well, you know, get to it when you can. And it's very hard sometimes for employees, again, not us, other people, other places, to determine what actually matters to the person. And so I, I, I think that is, and I'm going to go back to the weekly, monthly, whatever your staff meetings are, your five-minute stand-up every morning, however you run your business. If you're an employee and you've got five things on your plate and you don't know what's most important, for whatever reason, you need to be asking. And if you are a manager, owner, manager, whatever, you need to be telling people. Mm -hmm. Because um, otherwise you are working at cross purposes. Most people show up for work in the morning with the intention of really working hard, getting a good day's work in, and going home at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And it's really unfortunate when they leave at the end of the day and the company business owner goes, really? That was what they did? Mm -hmm. um, I was working, again, heating and air conditioning company. The owner wanted to reduce the number of callbacks, the number of times the technician had to go back out to the mm -hmm. same home. The technicians thought the most important thing was to complete the highest number of calls in one day. Ah. Speed and accuracy. Uh -huh. They are at direct, and I mean, they, they, yeah. they, they conflict. Um, and so 
they were working their butts off and he was getting angrier and angrier. Yep. And it wasn't until I sat down and had the two of them in a room together and said, okay, let's talk about this. And they went, really? That's important. Mm -hmm. And that is every single business. So, I mean, I think there are two lessons there. One, you got to know what's most important. Mm -hmm. And then you really got to look at the little things mm -hmm. um, that you can do to move towards that. It's Go ahead. Well, you got to know what's important, but you also can't change that. You can't come to a guy one day and say, okay, you know, we've had too many callbacks. I know that before you were emphasizing speed. Now I want you to make sure you do it right the next time. And then immediately come in the next day and say, you only did three calls yesterday. What happened? You need to set clear expectations or else you're going to run into a world of problems. And the person's going to say, but I did what you told me to and you're still unhappy at me. Absolutely. And I think that's... Um uh, I used to have a, a boss, and we would call him 180 Tony. Okay. Because he would be in a meeting, and he would be, you know, top of his lungs. Mm -hmm. This is really important. You've got to do this. And we'd come back the next day, and it was completely different. Mm -hmm. And I figured it out pretty quick, and so I just stopped worrying about whatever it was Tony told me. And I would write it down, and I would wait for him to come back a second time. Um, one of the guys that worked with me, it took him months to figure that out. And I finally said, is that the first or second time Tony told you to do that? He says, well, he just mentioned it today. I said, has he ever mentioned it before? No. I said, then until he asks again. Yep. And so some of that, that's unfortunate because that was a situation where it was a really bad manager. Mm -hmm. um, as an employee, I developed a coping strategy. Yeah, but that's not an ideal place to be. Well, and so the other thing that we did was when he would come back and say, well, I want this, I could pull out yesterday's notes or a week ago and go, well, when we were here last time, mm -hmm. this was what my understanding was. Mm -hmm. and, and so, again, in a perfect world, every manager will get clear direction. In a perfect world... Every employee will get it right the Man, first what time. What color is the sky in that world? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a lovely shade of purple. Mm -hmm. So, since it's not a perfect world, since you do have to play both sides of it, be realistic. If I'm talking to a company owner, I'm going to tell them, be as clear as you possibly can. If I'm going to talk to an employee or an employee team, I'm going to say, ask questions. They're not a sign of weakness. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to tell both of them to stop waiting for it to be perfect and to stop trying to do everything. Good advice. If you have enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to learn more about marketing, business management and strategy, social media, web design, you can find all that and more at, on our website at roundpeg.biz. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.